individual all around. So Jess, if you're ready, you guys give her a warm welcome and bring her up. Jess Perez. She not. My bad. Hold on. My bad. Now we can bring her up. I'm sorry about that. One more time, ladies and gentlemen, Jess Perez. Thank you. Thank you so much, guys. Um, thank you for the introduction, JB. I'm Jess Perez. I'm your moderator today. And I'm super excited to be here because we're going to talk about all things social. Becoming a social influencer and activating your social. How to monetize around your social influence. I think that it's so easy to say I'm a social influencer and it looks so glamorous on the outside, right? But reality is that it takes a lot of work, consistency, dedication, and a lot of social hands-on work. You know, I always say, how is it that people are on social media and they're not social? Like, what are you doing on social media for? It's incredible to see how some people want to expand their network, right? But their pages are private. I don't ever get, like, I don't ever get that. So we're going to bring on board a great amount of panelists that are going to help me tap into some good strategies and tips. So please make sure that you write down your notes. Um, if you have your journal, I'm a late millennial, so I'm still like, Hey, 80s. <laughs> so make sure you write down some good notes and um, questions at the end of the panel discussion. Please don't be afraid. I will come to you if you look like you are about to ask a question. Yes, believe that. So we're going to turn up. We're going to be lit. It's a great um, panelist. They have great energy. So we're going to welcome Liana Teresa. Liana Teresa. We're going to welcome Andy Ortiz, Coco and Breezy. Trap Q. Yes. Welcome, 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 welcome. All right. This is a social media, so please feel free to use Insta Story and Twitter and Pinterest. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> welcome. Ven, ven, Raden. Siéntate al lado mío. Yes, Trap Q. There you go. You can sit right here. It's cool. It's cool. All right. Thank you. I pre I love being a lady. I love being a lady. So thank you, Trap Q. All right. So on our left, we have Liana Teresa. And Liana is a brand strategist. She has worked with Wilton and Kennedy and numerous, numerous brands. Um, her work has been seen on Time Inc. and numerous publications. Congratulations, Latina to the power of 1,000. <laughs> yes. Okay, thank you. Coco and Breezy, CEO of Coco and Breezy Eyewear. We go way back, by the way. I've seen these girls grind and put a lot of dedication into what they do. And also they have collaborated with huge brands like Disney, um, the list goes on, Uniqlo, amazing. They're international DJs now, which is incredible. And this Saturday, they will be featuring their first DJ set at Afropunk. 
first festival. Well, first festival at Afropunk. There you go. Right here next to me, we have the very funny comedian, fellow Dominicano, Andy Ortiz, also known, known by Radel Ortiz on Instagram, entrepreneur, go-getter. And as you can see, he also loves to smile. <laughs> On my right, we have Trav Q. He's been doing media since the age of 10 years old. And you're a comedian, viral. Your videos has gone viral. You are an incredible entrepreneur and taking over the media world as a social influencer. Can I, can I tell you something? Yes. You're one of the most beautiful men I've met in my life. Thank you. Now walk away from me. <laughs> you, see, you see the social influence? I love that. Thank you. Thank you for the love. Well, the first question that I'm going to ask is about becoming a social influencer. How can you become a social influencer? And how do you know that you are a social influencer? Uh-uh. You can go first. Word? Yeah, word. <laughs> good afternoon. Um, what's up, everybody? Y'all good? Everybody good? Yeah. How about them? Yeah. Oh, yeah? <laughs> so, um, how to, what? Se me olvidó la pregunta. How do you know that you are a social influencer, and how do you become a social influencer? All right, well, do you have influence over others? That's, like, the first thing. Like, are you somebody that, for example, like, can you influence your friends, whether that be good or bad? You know, like, there's people that you have in your life that they can influence you towards, you know, going down the wrong path or the right path. And if you if you notice that, that you can, like, almost, like, influence all your peoples to, to go in a direction, then you are an influencer. You know, now it's your decision whether you want to be a good influence or a bad influence. Um, social media-wise, you have to find your voice. You know, once you find your own voice and you can, like, really be yourself... It's really about being yourself, guys. That's literally it. Like, right now, I want to be myself, and I want to scream in here right now. <laughs> Just because, right? But, yes, yeah, it's, it's about being yourself and then finding a way to portray that on social media. Cool? I mean. <laughs> I, love, I love that. Basically, he said um, to conclude. For, for me, I think that as far as being an a influencer and social media influencer, it's really, Breezy and I were having this conversation earlier, and it's really about how do you be an influencer or how do you be of influence to the people that follow you and not think of those people as numbers? So you can't think of, I have 50,000 followers, let me just do something right now to get 60,000. It's really about how do you have that human-to-human -human connection and how do you build that emotional connection with the people that follow you? So as the person that's influencing, you wanna think, at, you wanna think of the people that you're influencing to say, hey, how do I build an emotional connection, one? How do I activate them? And then two, how do I give them a forum, which is your comment section, to have something to talk about? And then for the people, and while being authentic, and then for the people who are following you, they don't wanna look at you as just someone that's selling something. They wanna look at you as somebody that really builds influence and really inspires them. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. How about you, Liana? Um, it's funny, right before, uh, before this, I had posted, you know, on my Instagram that I was 
participating in this and I recorded an Instagram video and I was like, yeah, I'm participating in this panel about influencers. I'm not necessarily an influencer, but I work with brands that do. My mom instantly DM me and was like, you are an influencer. Like, doesn't matter. You need to tell those people. So I was like, correction, I'm an influencer. Like and subscribe. Um, so um, I, think, I think you guys made a really good point is that it's about your influence and the influence you have over people. It's not about how many thousands of followers you have. Uh, me and my solid 1600 are going strong. Um, and I think, uh, you know, it's definitely about if you're able to, uh, you know, influence people, share your point of view and uh, be impactful to share information, whether it's in the thousands or not, to be able to, somebody asks you about your point of view, you've established a brand, which is your persona, the information that you have. It's not about a, a clothing brand. It's about what do you, uh, when people see you uh, and when people think of you, they associate you with something. Right. So if you're able to, uh, harness some kind of uh, skill set or passion point that can have you being that that's your top of mind like when people are like oh that's Liana she's the creative that's a brand and that's influence you're able to talk on that point you're able to um, you know have conversations be on panels do whatever it is uh, talk to your you know be influential in your own neighborhood all of that is influence and um I think that's what so you do feel like everyone can influence. Oh, for sure. I now mean, we see that yeah. so many people are kind of generalizing becoming a social influencer, how it's, you know, this big thing now. Everyone wants to be of influence. Everyone wants to create a YouTube page. Everyone wants to be famous, right? But nobody really knows the work that goes behind, right? I always say that people celebrate your success, but they don't celebrate your failures. They don't know what it took you to get to where you are. And I want you guys to share some strategies of what you have done that has shifted your career in order for you to become a social influencer and monetize, big word, monetize around what you love to do. People often um, DM me or contact me and they say, like, how can I go viral or how can I create content? And I tell them, just be yourself at the end of the day because no one can be you like how you are you. Right. Whatever content you put out, and listen to this, you had a goal before anyone had an opinion. Mm. So a lot of people, they put out content and they say, oh, what if someone doesn't like this? Or what if I don't get this many followers? It doesn't matter how many numbers you have. It was always someone watching. Everyone in this crowd has influenced someone in some way. Everyone in this cloud is a social influencer to me. You understand what I'm saying? So just be yourself and do you. I like that. Um, one thing I can say, um, how to monetize, and I can say, I remember maybe like five, six years ago, we were sitting at our table and we do own a company. So I think that we gain our influence through our entrepreneurship, but we're in the storytelling of that. But I, I remember we were sitting at our table and we're like, we have so many people that follow us and they want to be a part of the wor our world. And not everyone that follows us wants eyewear. They want something that's a part of us. And so we kind of had this like, what Oprah was saying, aha moment. And <laughs> we're like, how can we monetize? Well, we didn't think about how to monetize. It kind of happened naturally from being ourselves. But we do like a lot of really cool brand partnerships that like all the brand partnerships that we do, we, it actually goes with our brand. Like for instance, there's a company called Transitions, which is, a, which is the largest lens company in the world. And even before in, social media influencer work was even a thing, we created a whole like program for them because they reached out to us just to be in their campaign and we came back to them with like a huge one-year partnership on like how can we get the bag on top of like how can we also like grow our company and also help them grow so I think that a lot of times when people want to be an influencer they only think about the one-offs but how can you actually do something where like if you're partnering with a company how can they see the growth 
within their company, but you also see the growth within your brand or whatever you're doing. And so for us, it's really important that when we are doing brand partnerships, that it's true to who we are. And we love for them to see results. And like, I don't, the business side of me is always like, I want them to see results. I don't want it just to be like one post, one Instagram story, just for the check. I, it makes me so happy when they can see results, they see growth, they see a new audience coming their way. And then we also see growth within our side as well. Yeah, you mentioned to stay true to your brand authenticity, right? How do you decide what to share with your audience and what not to share? Like, when do you know that there's a limit not to post a picture with your girlfriend all hugged up in the bed, unless if that's your content, right? Like, I know you'd be doing certain things like that. <laughs> so the other day, um, two days ago, actually, um, people like reported this this video I posted um, and it was a really stupid video. It was so stupid. But again, it's authentic to me because I say, yo, I'm type stupid. <laughs> so this could work, you know? And if I have an idea, it's, it's, it's like a seed in my mind that I cannot, I, if I have an idea, like the people that know me, like they know, like, yo, I have to do this today. Yeah. I can't wait for tomorrow. It might be stupid. It might only get 10 likes. But it's an idea that came to me. I don't know why it came to me, but I have to work on it. It's like if God puts something on your lap, you, it's, it's for you to do something with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. To put water and sunshine on that seed. You get what I mean? So the video was about, y'all want to know what the video is about? Yes, we want to. All right. But just know it's really stupid. <laughs> so I'm holding my friend, right? He's dying in the video. He has blood like spilling out. We have like this gallon of fake blood. And, <laughs> yo, I'm dead crazy, you heard? Right, yeah, cool. I heard. <laughs> and, he's, and, and, and I'm just holding him, it's his last words. Like, he's spitting out blood. And I'm like, yo, why are you spitting out this blood? Just, like, take a bite into this Oreo real quick. It's mad dramatic. Like, he's, like, he's dying, but he takes a bite of this Oreo. And then I look him in his eyes, and I'm like, yo, I got something I want to tell you, man. And it's just mad dramatic. There's, like, music playing. And I say, yo... I always wanted to kiss you on your lips. <laughs> and I say, yo, as soon as you die, I'm going to kiss you on your lips. <laughs> and he looks at me, he goes, hey, yo. <laughs> and then it just ends like that. But that video got deleted. It got deleted because of all of the blood. It was like a lot of blood, like everywhere. Right. But it's, it's something that, like, all right, cool. I was being authentic to myself, but the people, you, you kind of, you can't fight the audience, basically. Right. You know what I mean? The people are going to speak. And all you, all, all you can do is respect what the people are saying. You know what I mean? And try your best to still do you. You get what I mean? You get what I mean? I understand. Right. Trust me. <laughs> I really understand. Authenticity. You, my majority of your audience is Latinos, right? right. Your jokes are Latino-based, but somehow you connect with everybody. How do you balance English and Spanish? Well, I do my best to do both, Spanglish. And I've tried doing subtitles, but it's really tough because how do you say Ganya <laughs> in English? There's no way. You know, like it's hard to translate, you know, cer certain words. Aqueroso, you can't turn that into English subtitle and make it work, you know. So certain things I just have to say, yo, I'm sorry, English people. Y'all got to take this L, you know. I'm sure a lot of people are learning right. that broken so, Dominicano exactly. with you. <laughs> And it, you can never win also with that because I have people in my comments raging. Yo, I don't know what you just said, bro, but this is funny. Please put subtitles. And I'm like, nah, I'm sorry. I'm just not going <laughs> to. 
and then and then if I put and then if I put out a Spanish one or an English one, the Spanish people be like, oh oh, maning, ee ee, what am I saying, entonces? Porque yo no hablo, but yo. So it's like you can never win. You just have to do your best to try and please everybody without ripping yourself into shreds also. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get back to you because you have some type of strategy that I'm trying to tap into. And so I'm going to get back. <laughs> I'll get back to you. I'm going to get back to you. <laughs> Trap Q, how do you stay authentic to your audience? I mean, you've been doing this for a very long time. Your videos have gone viral over 100 thousand followers. I mean, it's incredible. How do you stay authentic to your audience and how do you keep up with, you know, everybody else who's trying to do the same thing? I don't focus on everyone else. I focus on what I'm doing. And I actually, I, I read my comments. I actually listen to my supporters. A lot of people, they don't do that, but I know what my supporters want to see because I read what they tell me. They're like, where's the who mans is this? Where's the now walk away from me? Where's the uh, uh, the likes, you know? So whenever I start seeing comments and they haven't seen a video in a while, that's when I just drop a new one for them. Do you ever feel like you don't want to do any more videos? Like, is there a, a moment and time where you're just like, yo, I'm tired? Nah. We, we, could, we, could, we could do something right now. Like, I just be pulling out lights. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, that's gangster. Oh. <laughs> oh. I like that. <laughs> we don't stop. You know, we keep going. Does that mean something to you? It means a lot to me because I made a smile. Oh, there you go. There you yeah. go. Authenticity. I love People that. People like seeing that on the internet. You just got to stay authentic. Right. I love that. Liana, you work with a lot of social influencers. What makes you decide who to work with and how do you connect with these social influencers? That's a really good question. Um, I think someone other than myself would look at the numbers and be like, okay, this person has 500,000 followers. They must have a lot of influence. I think the better way to look about it is like just, I stay connected to social media and the, you know, like right now my audience is Latino before it's been African-American, like I've had different audiences. And so I make it a point as someone uh, who gets to choose to uh, do my research and to be very involved and to see the type of influence and to see the type of people that's like, okay, you're clearly known for something. Like you clearly have a thing. Like all of y'all have like a thing that you're known for and to know what that means. Cause sometimes it's not written up about, you know, like sometimes there's not a Forbes article or something that's like, oh, whose man's is this joke? Like it's not as obvious, but if you're in tune with the culture, then you know what people are really influential beyond like the fashion bloggers that have paid for like 75,000 followers and they have a big number, but like what influence do they really have? Um, so I tried to just like keep my ear to the ground in terms of like who is actually popping. Um, I worked on this project a couple years ago called the Hamburger Helper Mixtape, which was basically like, hey, yeah. <laughs> I know Wendy's, come on. Mm-mm, no, I'll, yeah, anyways. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I was on the mixtape and it was like talking about, you know, like it was the project was make a, my idea was I come up with like a mixtape that's about Hamburger Helper. And so I like made sure to look out for influencers. It was, it was, we wanted to work with artists uh, to obviously create music, but my idea was like work with influencers so that we'd be able to, the music would really get out there. And particularly not just music influencers, but I wanted it to be comedy influencers like yourself or anybody who was like, 
some, because I knew the culture, it's like, it's not about, it's a hamburger helper mixtape. It's not about like true music. It's about like shenanigans and like being silly. So it was really, I knew that, okay, I had to work with like comedic people, people who made parodies, people who made like silly stuff like that. Um, so then I was able to tap into those influencers and like whatever pulled off a really awesome mixtape. And so to answer your question, I think it's like to really, uh, if you are an influencer, uh, to be reached out by, to by brands, I think obviously you definitely have to have the numbers. That's just like sad, the sad truth in it. But definitely uh, to be connected with your to be connected with your audience, to be able to uh, have some kind of like uh, cultural currency, I guess. Either like you're known for something, or uh, you're really good to your fans and you stay really connected with them. I think that's a big part about branded content. Is like it, to what you were saying. You really a good influencer is one that will really want to make it a collaboration, not just a hey, give me fifty thousand dollars to make this post and I'll use your hashtag and like go on my way. Uh, brands really like to work with influencers who are like a part of the creative process uh, because. And is my like fight to fight and, and talking to other companies. It's like, let's stop using influencers as like the hashtag ad, hashtag sponsored thing, and let's collaborate with them. Because the reason that they have hundreds of thousands of followers is because they clearly know something and they're clearly creative and they're able to uh, attract people. So why why are we just using them for their numbers? Why are we just using them to be an ad when I could just spend $50,000 on a Facebook ad placement? Um, so to work with companies that are viewing you guys as collaborative partners, as creatives, uh, versus just like another ad platform, I think that's like the most important thing. And so when you approach, when a brand approaches you, if they haven't already approached you in a collaborative way, try to do that and be like, hey, let's, wait, is this really, go ahead. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. You know what he's trying to say. Right? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Analytics. So it does matter. However, I do know a lot of people that are social influencers and they're, they don't have more than 10K followers, yeah. but they're killing it right now with right. the brand partnership, paid partnership. Their quality of work <laughs> is incredible. And it's like, wow, like certain people deserve more followers totally. because of their quality of work. What suggestion would you give to those social influencers who are trying to build their brand and boost up their numbers? Consistency. I think consistency is super important to be able to, if you, our um, keynote was saying that earlier, like if you don't take no's for an answer, don't take low number follower counts for an answer, really be consistent about the type of content that you post, uh, that you're known for something, establishing your brand. I think that's the most important thing that a person with a small amount of followers can do uh, because that will build you because, uh, you know, you're authentically putting out this content, people will be attracted to it over time. It's not gonna happen overnight unless you're paying for your followers. Um, so I guess just like staying consistent and never giving up because if it's truly something you're passionate about and something that um, you love, then you're gonna keep doing it for the rest of your life. So don't worry about the numbers, just keep going. Keep putting in the work, that's what matters. The followers will come, the people will come, your supporters will always be there which is something that we have seen with your audience, um, Radel. Like, we've seen your audience grow from, since that Drake video that got reposted by Cardi B, it's been incredible. How, how do you recommend people to stay consistent and not matter, not care about the followers and numbers and who's watching your videos, who's not watching your videos? Well, the thing about that is you can't, <clears throat> you can't fake that. There's people that, there's people that genuinely, they love clout and clout chasing and their drug is fame and they want to be recognized and they are hungry for something. 
and they won't they won't they, like they won't feed that hunger without getting that kind of um recognition and stuff you know but if you make yourself hungry for something else something that's real something that's about your purpose then you won't you won't care about that mm-hmm. like let me tell you something 2 years ago i was depressed i was like i was going through depression i was fat i was broke i had crooked teeth Two years later, I'm still fat and broke. <laughs> but I got braces. Like, we working, you know? <laughs> but let me tell y'all. Making money moves. <laughs> let me tell y'all. One year ago, one year ago, I was delivering fish, like, around the same neighborhood. Off a truck. Delivering fish, like, sm- coming home smelling like straight flounder every day. <laughs> and a year later, look where I am. And I never thought about this. I never thought about... Um, uh, my likes, like literally I'll be coming home from, from driving that truck and I'll be like, all right, cool. It's time to let me make a video just because why am I going to make this video? Am I going to make it because I want people to see me doing something? Am I going to make it because I want a hundred likes or 20 comments? I'm going to make it because it's literally going to make my day better for me. Whether you like it, you like it, my mom like it, whether anybody likes it is none of my business. My business is making my day better because I'm here. You get what I mean? And too many people, they, they don't focus on themselves. And that's why they live lives of straight tragedy, because they're trying to impress other people. Your pops, your mom, your priests. Mm-hmm. Fuck everybody. You have to do what the fuck you love, whether you want to go do jumping jacks on the highway or you want to be a ninja turtle. That's you. <laughs> Do what makes you happy. And that's what I did. I started to do what made me happy. My depression went away, literally, because I live a life that I feel is, is purposeful now. You see the spit coming out of my mouth? I see that. I this. see that. It's real. That's purpose. That's this. purpose. You feel me? <laughs> so just don't focus on that. If, if, if that's what you're doing it for, you're in for a rough one. Mm-hmm. Because guess what? You're going to get 1,000 followers, happy, right? Then you're going to see somebody, guess how much followers they have? 2,000. Now you ain't shit. <laughs> then 3,000, 4,000. Look, a year ago I had 2,700 followers. Today we just hit 110,000. Yeah. The last week somebody hit me up and said, yo, you so ha- I hit 100,000 like a few days ago. Somebody said, yo, you hit 100,000, bro. You happy? I said, yo, I was happy when I hit 5,000. Yeah. If I put my happiness on a goal or some bullshit in the future... That means right now I can't be happy. I can't afford to put my happiness somewhere in the future because the future don't really exist. What happens if the day never comes? You lived lived all of 2018 sad, thinking about 2019, and you die this year. You can go to heaven. God going to smack the shit out you. (laughs) That ass. Yeah, that's it. That's a fact. That's a fact. So be happy now, all right? Y'all happy? Be happy. If not, it's a choice. (laughs) Decide to be happy today, right now, not later tonight, not tomorrow, right this second. Mm -hmm. That's a fact. And I love the word purpose. I think it's very important. Yes. I think it's very important that we follow our purpose, right? I think that when you surround yourself with purpose-driven people and successful people, you want to see other people succeed. Yeah. Now, have you guys done any like elimination, and I, I, and I mean this in the most nicest way, like eliminating people from your circle? Because as you grow and elevate in your career, we all know that not everybody can come with you. 
Right. How has that process been for you? Because sometimes it's hard, man. Like, I want to bring my whole crew with me, but you can't. How do you deal with that? First and foremost, I don't call everyone a friend. And I'm easy, I'm e- it's easy for me to, like, read through people. Like, some people, they just want to be your friend for who you are and what they can get out of you. And you have to stay away from those people. And I know you said that you want to bring all your friends with you, but everybody's not a worker. Some people want to come around just to be around for the clout, like you said. And at the end of the day, you can't have any yes men in your circle. So I just keep my, my, myself and my energy away from certain people. I know for us, we've been in this whole New York life for about 10 years. So I always say we know so many people, but not everyone's my friend. But I think that we really try to surround ourselves by other people that help us grow um, that help us learn, even recently, just because we have this we have this half balance where we're women entrepreneurs, we're running a whole company, we're in 300 stores around the world, so we're running a real business, but then we also are on the influencer side and music side, so we'll go, like, our day starts off with us waking up in the morning, going to our office, and, you know, we have employees, I always have an extra outfit because maybe I have to go to an influencer event after that, then we might have to go to the studio to work on music, and then we have to go DJ somewhere. And then I have to tell all my music friends, like, no, I'm not going out after this because I have to go to the office to go manage my employees, you know? And so um, it's been interesting because we have such an amazing group of people around us. But as of recent, since our company is growing, we had to figure out, like, we need more badass women entrepreneurs around us. And so we've been, like, really, we took the time out to, like, grow our circle of women that we hang out with now. And it's a lot of women that have raised, like, millions of dollars, they've been growing their companies, and their companies are highly successful. One thing I can say is that a lot of people, like people of color, they don't really understand that side of business. Like we don't really talk about like raising capital. We don't talk about how you have like, you have these white people who can, they're like, oh, I just raised $20 million. Like it's nothing, which is a great thing. But for us, we feel that we are, it's our duty and our job to kind of inform our people about how we can raise capital just like them and how we can have a multi-million dollar company. We don't have a multi-million dollar company yet, but we're about to soon. But how we can do that, and I think that um, having those great people around where we can learn and we can educate the people around us, but still kind of cutting off the people who aren't growing with us. And I love, love my people that we started with, but there are some people that are maybe stuck in that same mindset where they're not in the growing mindset. And there's, like Coco said, we know so many people, but I I call them my homies, but they don't necessarily get called a friend. I'm like, oh yeah, that's the homie. And that's okay. So totally okay, love them. You can love people from afar, but you don't always have to like keep people into your circle. Now, I, w- I want to ask you girls something because I've seen your growth incredibly. Like, I've known these girls since they were 18 years old. And to I know see- black and Puerto Rican doesn't crack. We're 20. <laughs> we still look 18. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing to see the hard work that you girls have put into the evolution of Coco and Breezy eyewear. It's like, wow, do you ever look back and see how far have you come and What's something that you can share, one of your failures that you can share with anybody that is looking to create, you know, their own business or someone that took a leap of, you know, entrepreneurship, which well, is very difficult. Yeah. So for us, we just like a small backstory so I don't get long, but um, we moved out here from Minnesota with less than a thousand dollars and we said we're going to start an eyewear company. And that was 10 years ago. And um, now, like I said, our eyewear has been worn on every celebrity it's in a lot of stores, but I think that our challenges were really just trying to figure out 
the long term to figure, figure out like, hey, are we doing this just for fun and to be on the internet or are we really trying to grow a real business? Mm-hmm. And so in the beginning, it really started off as a kind of, kind of an internet commodity a little bit because we had these glasses that were a fad. And then after that, we had to sit down and we were sitting there and we were like, we're in about 10 magazines this month. We have $1,000 in our bank account. This is an, this is an issue. And that, that does not add up. Like, we're 19, and we, how do we not have a lot of money right now, but we're in every magazine? Like, no. So we had to sit down and really figure out our lives. And something that, we, something that changed our lives, because we had a point where our company grew in the beginning because it was a fad, and then after that, it went down. So as fast as we grew was as fast as it went down. So we're like, what are we doing wrong as people with ourselves and with our business. So we sat down and we said, one, how do we say no to things? And it's okay to say no. Two, not all money is good money. So we have to think about that because we had people that wanted to invest or we had people that wanted to work with us, but it wasn't worth a long-term goal. And then three, what are our long-term priorities and what are our short-term priorities? And so before we were saying yes to everything, doing photo shoots with this person, that person, it it didn't even go with our agenda. We just wanted to feel busy. And it was like team no sleep. Team no sleep is not cute. No. Like, you and need if to, you're an entrepreneur, you need Yeah. And sleep. so once we really figured out our new lifestyle where we were taking care of ourselves, but then also we put structure into our lives while still being pretty free-spirited, it really helped us. But we had a time where we just went down. Like We had like $400 in our account. And I was like, how am I going to pay my rent? How am I going to pay for our production? How are we going to do anything? And then that's when, after we changed our full mindset, within a, month. within a month, we got huge partnerships. Our sales started growing. Everything started growing. Wow. But it was really about how we stopped saying yes to so many things. And we were just really, we were hanging on strings. And also, this is like, kind of to piggyback off of Coco, people ask us, how do we do so many things? We're so organized. We use CRM systems. We use... Um, we're, we're so freaking organized and we're, we're always trying to put on, like put our friends on to like different systems. We have so many systems in place that how we are able to organize our DJ life versus our, like the tasks that we have to do in our like iWork company versus all these things, like being organized is the key. Yeah. So if if anyone ever needs operational organization tips, hit me up. I can help you. (laughs) You girls have been able to reinvent yourself as well, because I've seen you as Coco and Breezy the Eyewear, and now you're international DJs. Like, how do you think your audience feels about you guys transitioning from eyewear, you know, CEO to now DJs? You know what it is? So we've always loved music. It's just that we had to focus on our eyewear company first. We grew up dancing. We were on dance teams growing up. We loved, We used to make our own little mixtapes for our dance performances. We used to wake up to our mom playing the congas and salsa dancing every morning. So dancing was always part of our life. But to start our company, that was more important. So we said, hey, how do we start our business? Let it start running, and then we can focus on our music. But something that's really interesting is that when we first started the brand, it was it was more than eyewear, but we had this stigma where we were like, okay, we're hanging out with our other business friends. They're focusing only on their product, but we knew that our audience, they loved the Coco and Breezy brand, and they necessarily didn't even only like eyewear, and they wanted more from us. And for us, we were just in there like, okay, we have to just focus on having our brand just only talk about eyewear. And then one of our mentors said, you know that you guys are way more than just eyewear. If you took your eyewear away, all your followers and all the people that love your brand will still be with you. 
And so we said, how can we still give people an emotional connection? And what do we, what do, we do to activate them? And so once we start doing our music, it's been really interesting because, because now we get people to have an experience with us and really get to know us. And we had this point in our lives when we first started on social with our brand. Breezy and I were the brand, right? And so people first started buying our product only if we were part of it. And then we took a year off and we were like, all right, we're not going to any more events. We're not doing any press stuff. And we need people to really love our product and we need, we need to take the time out to perfect our product. So if people don't know who Coco and Breezy are, we're able to scale and reach a mass market. So once we did that, our product now, there's people that don't know who we are and they buy the product. But then when we re-entered ourselves back in, we said, we can't, people, they love us. So how do we find the mix of both? Because we are, we're telling a story, we are representing something. And so now we have our platform where we're just really creating an experience. It's eyewear, music, and it's just, it's planet C&B. We're giving you the whole world of us. Yeah, I love it. I love it. You have also reinvented yourself. You've been in films, you've done commercials, you've tapped into all things media. How do you balance it all? And how do you create, you know, a brand around all things media? Because it could be so much and it could be so overwhelming at times. It's 24 hours in a day, eight hours for sleep, eight hours for work, and eight hours to do whatever else you want to do. That eight hours, you got to take advantage of it. Some people, they want to chill. They get some rest. They go out to eat. I just work because I got eight hours of sleep already, so I'm good. He mentioned eight hours of sleep. <laughs> exactly. You have to get rest. A lot of people, like they said, team no sleep is not cute. You got to get rest. How about some strategies that you can share to use your time wisely as an entrepreneur? Use my time wisely as an entrepreneur. As I stated before, like you have those eight hours. So you do you, what you do with those eight hours, you plan. Because some pe sometimes you get tired and you want to rest or whatnot. So if you do rest for those eight hours, at least plan out to uh, write some goals down. And then you obtain those goals the next day, the next month, the next week or whatever. But get something done. Mm. How about you, Randel? What was the question? The question is, how do you reinvent yourself? Because now you are evolving as well. Not only doing comedy, comedy um, but also you know, doing commercials, hosting events, doing a lot of big scale mm -hmm gigs well i'm glad there's some business folks over here because they could like really teach you guys about the the business side of this because like i told you guys i'm one year in so i haven't really walked out and monetized yet mm -hmm. i do have a t-shirt one that says dead ass and one that says coño um and then i do also we do um have events me and my my boy tossy yo say what up to tossy real quick y'all hi tossy hit him, hit him with a good year all right now. Um, but yeah, it's, it, is, it is basically reinventing myself because I'm somebody that I'm terrible with time, you know? I ended up here because I was just out here. I you forgot, were pretty early. I forgot today was today, honestly. So That's how we live it. Right. <laughs> so I, need to, I, need, I do need to learn how to organize a lot more. Um, but when you're forced to, you know, not forced, but when you now put into these scenarios, even like today where I have to be here on time, you know, or like now that we're hosting an event, you know, like, oh, now I have to go do this. I have to go get these last minute things, you know, that's something I've never had to do before, you know. So sometimes if when you're on your journey, life is going to life is going to kind of make you, you know what I mean? Like you're going to have to force to change por la buena or la mala. So, yeah, you heard 
Yeah, I like that. I want to talk about making money moves because, yes, we love what we do, but after a while, it's like, come on, like, I need to get paid now. I can't be doing all these content creation for free, connecting with brands and getting products only when I'm not monetizing over the things that I love to do. And I think that as creatives, that's one of the biggest struggles that we go through, really getting paid for what you love to do. How do you guys manage to get paid doing what you love to do? You can go for it. Okay. I'll go after you. Okay. You had a good year this year. Ladies first. <laughs> Fellas, pay attention. No, do your thing. Do your I thing. Okay. Okay, Ryan. Well, I first want to start, like I said, we started kind of early, like 2009. So when we first started, it was when doing influencer work wasn't as big. And so we did kind of take on a few projects for free. But we did this, you guys, we did an H&M campaign. This is when we didn't have an agent. And they didn't pay us anything. And we were on billboards around the world. Well, this, is like years ago. this was all the way like in 2010. But then after that, everyone thought we were expensive. So now, yeah. after they saw us in that H&M campaign, everything else went up. So I was like, and that was kind so it of... worked out. It worked out. And that was kind of our, our MO, because supposedly they said they didn't have a budget, but we didn't have a, t- a team in place to negotiate it. But um, at the end of the day, it was, a, it was great for us, because we were so new into that world. And it really helped us from there but I think that the bigger picture too is that really think about brands think about if you want to work with that brand on a one-off or long term and see how it helps with your own brand too because now audiences they know that they know when it's an ad and it's funny because I have a friend she, she's a youtuber and she asked me I'm obsessed with watching natural hair videos every time I wash my hair I feel like I, I find a new way to do it and she said do you look at the videos that have a hundred thousand views or do you look at the videos that have a hundred views I look at the videos that someone's in their bathroom that has 100 views because I know that she's telling me the truth, you know? And I'm like, I know that this product is going to work for my hair because her hair looks like mine and she's not getting paid for this. But if you are getting paid for it, how can your audience know that it's authentic and how do you know that you really love that product? And me, I'm the negotiating twin. I negotiate out of us, out of all of us. I negotiate the shit out of some projects for us. I'm great at negotiating. I live off of that. It makes me so happy. But I think knowing your worth, knowing your worth is um, is key. And throwing out a, like just throw out the number. All someone can say is say no. I like to throw out a double number because sometimes you don't know how much a project can be. I remember one time I was like, you never want to throw out the first number ever. But if you do throw out this first number, like double or triple what you would normally do, and if they're like oh, well, we're only do it for this much in your head. It's really the price that you really want it. But I would say um, knowing your worth is the key to everything. And I also feel like we as women and people of color, sometimes we feel like, I don't know if I should say this. And I'm like, well, I'm just going to say it because why not? You know? Yeah. And I think that's negotiations, everything. Girl boss. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Sorry, fellas. <laughs> the future is female. <laughs> is it, does anyone else here, um, is anyone else here a flu so make videos? Okay. Uh, <laughs> three, okay. So there's different ways, you know, on Instagram, you can do paid promotions. Now, what I would say is don't say yes to everything because sometimes the money is good, but it may go against your brand. So you may take the money, you may take whatever, like I'm just throwing a number out there, like $5,000 for a promotion, right? The money is good, but they want you to do a certain thing with your brand that doesn't, it doesn't fit your brand. So when you post it on your page now, your supporters like, what is this? So you have people that unfollow you, people that go against it, but you got the money. Sometimes I've, I've said no to a lot of things. 
I've even taken less because what they wanted me to do fit my brand. You can also monetize your videos on YouTube. It's different ways. When you get a role, you get paid for that role at the end of the day. So it's, there's so many ways to make money on the internet. I say, I, I, me personally, like I, I just started, like I told you guys, but I first got asked to host when I had like 9,000 followers to host a, a, um, a night, a taco night, I remember. I said, y'all dead love tacos. <laughs> I might have to pull up to that. You know, I probably would have went for free, but... But I was so shocked when that happened because I said, bro, like, I just... Who who I'm going to have out there, you know? Like, my mom is going to come through, you know? Like, you you paying the wrong dude, but trust me, I'll, I'll take it. Here's my quick pay info, you know? Um, me, personally, I say no to about nine out of ten things. And could I use the five racks? Hell yeah, boy, you feel me? But I would say, yo, I can't do that because literally as they telling me the idea, my spirit, like, I cringe to death. Yep. This sex store this sex um, hit me up. You know sex store? <laughs> there's some kind of, there's a sex store and they sell, you know, stuff for sex. <laughs> yeah, they sell a bunch of sex toys and rhino, um, anyway. <laughs> They hit me up and they say, yo, we're going to give you, we're going to give you $200. Um, I want you to come in here with your mom. My mom does a lot of- Your mom. Yeah. We want you to come in here with your mom and we want you to like jump on one of these sex dolls and like start um, frisking the sex doll and grabbing it all over. And we want your mom to come in here and catch you playing with the, with the doll. And we're going to give you $200. Uh-uh. That's a Guess who needed those $200 that day? I really needed that 200. You heard? Hell no. Yeah. I said, yo, I can't do it, bro. I really can't because it's just so not me. So many people, like, they, when I have to, me personally, when I have to put up a flyer on my Instagram, it's the saddest thing for me to do. Mm-hmm. Me personally, just because I don't like it. I don't, I don't, I don't mind struggling right now. You know what I mean? I don't mind eating shit for like the next. I, I give me another year, you know? <laughs> I don't mind turning down the little fish to get to the big-ass whale. You get what I mean? So I turn down a lot of stuff, stuff that most people would do immediately, you know? But for me, if it doesn't feel right with me, I'm, I feel like I'm some kind of like a hipster or something. Like most people, is hipster the right word? Hipster, you know, hipsters don't care about money as much. What are you going for a second? Hipsters got money? Got money, yeah. Where at? Oh, you right. Stand in Spanish. Right. Stand in Spanish. Ah, uh, you know the 70s hipsters, the original hipsters? Hippie. Oh, hippie, hippie. hippie. Where, hip, where hipsters came? Hip, hipsters didn't come from hippies? Hippies, hippos, hipsters. I, I feel like a hippie sometimes. Where it's like, I don't really care as much. Me, I don't care to own a Lamborghini in my whole life. I don't care for it. For, but I don't care to own a big ass chain either, because that's fifty thousand you walking around with. I need that in the bank safely. You know what I mean? And assets. So, uh, huh? You can invest into a house and have that's assets. A, that's a fact. Assets and liabilities. You heard? So, <laughs> so there's a lot of people that do stuff to feed their own ego, right? And a tip for you guys is your ego is not your amigo, right? It's just not. It's Thanks. not. Your ego, is, big your ego is like me standing up here. I'm like, yeah, you, I just bought these vans. You feel me? Like, these shit's newer than your shits. You know, like, that's somebody's ego. Like, yo, how do I look up here? Like, yo, I can't believe I'm even over here. I'm killing it. You heard my friends on the block 
selling, you know, Lucy's and, and eating beef patties and I'm up here. That's your ego. You know what I mean? And when you have that, it's a poison. Mm-hmm. When you could eliminate that, and that's when I got out of my depression, I eliminated the ego. And I feel like, yo, we all just one big team. Planet Earth. Yeah. God made, God, think of God made a big puzzle, right? And each one of us is a puzzle. Mm-hmm. You might be ugly, right? Mm-hmm. But God made you that way. Without your ugly ass, that puzzle wouldn't be complete. Aww. So, so, <laughs> so going back to what That's I was saying. That's a nice saying, way to say it. <laughs> I have the last question for Liana before we move on to the open panel uh, Q&A. Liana, how do we connect with brands and reach out to these brands and build a relationship without sounding, you know, kind of like we're opportunist, especially on social media? Because I do that a lot. I connect with a lot of brands. I slide in people's DMs all the time. But there's a way to do it without sounding like you want to be an opportunist. What strategies, tools, tips, anything that you can share for anyone here? Um, I think it goes back to the consistency thing. Like if you're somebody who is really into natural hair and you have an account that has, you've been liking natural hair since 2009. And so if a brand, if you reach out to Shea Moisture and they go to your profile, they see that you've been on. Like you, it might not have been with their brand, but you've been talking about natural hair, you've been in the community, you've been, so that when you reach out, it's not as uh, as strange and as like, okay, you're clearly just trying to get the bag right now. Like you have to uh, really be invested. I think like the biggest piece of advice kind of to your previous question, which was like, how do you monetize? How do you work out with brands and stuff? Uh, how do you get a job, period? You know, like it's, it's more of a, a life advice is like fake it till you make it, um, which sounds kind of schemey, uh, but it's really not because everybody starts from nowhere and becomes something. And somebody has to give you a big break and those big break, especially not in this uh, multicultural Latino people of color community comes few and far between sometimes. So I think it's really important to, uh, whether you're a filmmaker or you're an influencer or whatever it is, you have to put out your work and you have to share it whether you're getting paid or not because ultimately people are watching you brands are watching you your peers are watching you to be influenced you know that whole thing um you have to be uh, professional. You have to be putting out content that's consistent, and you have to be getting known for being a certain way, so that when a brand reaches out to you, uh, you know it, it. Nobody, even if you have two thousand followers, you're still able to work with brands. Why? Because you have a clear body of work. Now, if you're just a regular, you know, girl that has two thousand followers because she's popular in high school, that's different, right? So I think um, I think it's really important to be able to uh, learn how to. Pre- prepare the work that you do and make it, uh, showcase it in a really professional manner. Um, that's like the most important thing. I know like in, in college, when I was trying to get a job out of college, it was like, it was before websites were like really, really a thing, but I was like, I need a Squarespace website. I need to have a personal logo. My resume has to look like this. And I feel 100% confident that the reason that I was able, mind you, my whole portfolio was like class projects. I hadn't really been like out here in corporate America. I was still in college. But the fact that I was able to look at the work that I had been doing, even if it was for a grade, I was able to see the case study within it, you know, be able to present it on a website, have the visual, you know, 
knowledge to be able to make it look good, but also like the business know-how to like present a case study. All of that, I was able to present myself. That made me like so much more marketable. And that ultimately like led me to where I am. So with influencers, it's like, okay, you're not getting brand deals yet, but like, are you creating videos that are good enough that a brand could reach out to you and be like, I can see Shea Moisture in this. I can see uh, Cafe Bucelo. Like you can, like the brand is able to imagine themselves in your work. That's like the most important thing that you can do brand, career, life. Be presentable always because someone's always watching. I like that. And also get out there, network with people. A lot of my, you know, social influence is by networking and reaching out to people and also sending out emails, giving those thank you cards. I think that's really helpful. But if you are at home doing nothing about it, there's no way that you can get booked. There's no way that you can, you know, become a bigger influence. So I think that a key that I see in everybody is that you guys are really social, not only on social media, but outside of social media. You really connect with people, with your audience in person. And I think that's a beautiful quality to have, to be social in person, you know, shake somebody's hand. Hi, how are you? Oh my God, that was crazy. (laughs) But, you know, go up to people, smile at people. You never know when your next opportunity might come, right? By saying hello to someone. Networking is so important and it sounds like professional advice, but it's really for anybody. Uh, Networking sounds really gross. Like you think of LinkedIn and you think of like cocktail parties and like, oh, like nobody wants to do that. But um, understanding who is in uh, so professionally, you do have to go to those cocktail parties. You have to go out to these networking events, uh, especially there's so people of color, Latinas, everybody. It's we are uh, unfortunately don't have as many uh, friends in high places as we'd like to. You know, like a lot of people that we went to school with. It's like, oh, my dad owns this company or like, oh, well, I have a cousin who's this, whatever. We're community people, right? So like we are all about the community, but unfortunately we're trying to grow to where our community is like with more people of influence, people in power. Um, so I think there are groups in place, whether you're a filmmaker, or you're a professional or you're an influencer, there are Latino, spe- I mean, hello, this conference that we're at right now, there are Latino specific events that are out there. And it is the most important thing for you to be a part of those because your Latino community is the one who's going to be your ride or die, your family. That is like the most loyal people because they're family oriented and they've got you. So lean into your like Latina side, your whatever side, like lean into your culture to be your network because ultimately that's going to get you in places. The reason I got my first job was because I was a part of a multicultural recruitment group. And I swear to God, I would have not gotten in if it wasn't for them. So I think it's really important to push yourselves to be not corny, not to be like, but like to be social and you never know who you are around because uh, I, I don't know, like there's been so many Uh, points in my life where I've gotten opportunities where it came from someone that like I really didn't know like that weren't my best friend it was someone who knew me from someone and they saw what I was doing and that is like so important and key and so you have to be out in the world and you have to be networking all the time yeah I think our whole our whole life is from relationships everything's all relationships go to coffee and dinners and lunch and just build them and also have that just like you influence people online, you have to influence people in person. Yes. So then later on when they're thinking about a project, they can think about you. Yes. And one thing I can say, because from us being like on a brand side of things, we get a lot of influencers that do hit us up. And sometimes it does come across a little thirsty. It doesn't feel organic. But um, like Coco said, when you meet someone, you can't be an opportunist. It's all about kind of like having that human to human experience mm-hmm. and not say, oh, we should work. What up, bro? Let's work right now. It's like c- collabo. Yeah. Can't stand that. 
But it's like, how do you build that relationship and like have them think of you for something like for a possible project later on in life? Yes. Yeah, I love that. Keep Hello? me in touch. Hello. <laughs> Go, going off of that. Yes, we're doing Q and A's now. But going off of that, like what you said, like people hitting you up for collabs, like that's something that I can't stand. Like if if you if you somebody that wants like that you 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 want to be a rapper or y'all want to make videos and stuff, never ask for a shout out. You heard? <laughs> don't ask for promo. Don't ask for a shout out. Don't do it. It's a waste of your time. All right. There's people that hit me up to to collab with me. They don't even follow my account. What are we going to collab? I don't, I don't know you. You don't know me. You know what I mean? If we're going to collab, it's going to happen naturally sometime in the future if our paths, you know, collide. If not, then just do your thing. So don't, don't be asking for no promos. Don't be asking for no shout-outs. Do your own thing and, and stop worrying about that. There's, as far as networking like that, this is like my first time ever being around any other social influencers ever. And the whole year, I just be around my family all of the time because they keep me grounded. And that's another thing. Don't get around people you don't like. Mm-hmm. I don't care what it is, bro. Like, if I don't like you, we not we not linking. It's not happening at all. There's so many people, like, you forced to be around a certain group of people. They literally bring your energy down and ruin your day. <laughs> Hell no. I'm not pulling up. You're not going to see me. You know what I mean? And a person might have some kind of benefit, but even then, like, your energy, you have to protect your energy at all costs throughout the day. Yeah. And that goes with brands again, you know? Don't be a slave to brands. Mm-mm. Nike is popping now, but somebody made Nike. You know what I mean? What if that person that made Nike was like, nah, I don't like, you know, I'm, I'm not going to make, I'm not going to create Nike, you know? We're just going to be barefooted forever, <laughs> you know? So focus on your own brand also. You know, HBO, Google, all of these, great. But what's up? We could do something too. Am I right? You, you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You heard? <laughs> we gotta. We, but that, that's we, what I love about Coco and Breezy is that you know they built mm-hmm. something themselves. Like I find that so fire. Yeah. They could have said, Nah, you know, I'm gonna go uh, rate bands. I want to get a deal with them. You know. Yeah. And instead, they got their own thing going. And guess what? Fifty years later, they might be the next. You know, or they will yeah. be. Yeah. You know and what then, I mean? You know what it is. And it, then it's gonna be the yeah. exact exact way. Where there's going to be influencers that's just think, thinking about them. You get what I mean? So it's about creating your own thing. Oh, we can go on for days, man. <laughs> I just had a question pop up in my head. But we're going to go uh, to the audience now. You guys have any right. questions? That side. We got the line, the queue already. So oh, anybody? Hi. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Okay. Hi. Thank you so much for coming. My name is Nidea Simone. I'm a filmmaker. Um, so I left my job, I was working for CBS, like, in May, and I left to focus, like, on my films. I've had, like, a film in the Cannes Film Festival, like, I've acted on films in Netflix, and I'm having a hard time, like, making consistent money, and it's crazy, because I'm like, should I just go work for someone? But I'm getting, I'm getting opportunities, but I need, like, consistency for, like, bills like I have a deal with a production company to make my web series Black Dina which is like Sex and City meets Living Single in Harlem but for Latinas and like I have a short film I wrote and I was trying to fundraise girl I raised like $60 like so I'm gonna I love Black Dina I'm gonna do it for free and I have this platform you know my platform like Black Dina and it celebrates like Afro Latinas and art and everything 
And we were even in the New York Times and in the Grio and everything, but I'm having a very hard time monetizing. And I know I have stuff. It's just like, how do I, how do I get money for this stuff? Like, I don't, I, you know, like, what can I do? Like, as a filmmaker, this may seem like silly. I know I'm going to, you know, reach out to brands I've started. You know, I reached out to The Wing the other day and they're like, we're going to get back to you, you know? So, because I want to like work with them as like a filmmaker. Um, but my focus is definitely women, women of color and, you know, the Afro-Latinx and Caribbean experience, but like showing the world as it is, like everybody, not just like having like Negro City. So, because I believe all of us, like, you know, especially being a New Yorker, like we see everybody. It's not just like a Woody Allen film. So I, my question is, how can I monetize like these brands and like get money? Well, I'm not as familiar with films, but I think that depending on, I think, just have you tried putting together packages to send to the to the brands that like maybe put together a package to send to them to say like, hey, this is what my film's about, and really think about it. Your film's about women. It's about Afro Latinas. What are some brands that are part of that? Because you can't just reach out to random brands. They have to be brands that kind of associate with what your film is about. And I feel like those brands or those companies probably would want to sponsor since it does go within their company and brand DNA. So that's my advice. I don't really know too much about films, but I do know that there are brands that sponsor films. And something else, um, this is, in the beginning, you may not monetize from it, but an idea that one of our friends, that she, um, she used to work at Uber, and now she works somewhere else. But what she did in the beginning of her career was she did like three pro bono things for huge companies like Airbnb and maybe The Wing, maybe this person, maybe doing some um, a couple like pro bono things just so you can have their names as a brand as association to say that you work with them and you have case studies. Because a lot of these big brands and big companies, they feel more comfortable when they know that you worked with X, Y, and Z and they see the case studies behind that. Mm -hmm. And I know that it's not fast money right now, but that can also kind of help get money sooner when there's association involved? I would say lower your expenses also. If you just, how long ago you quit? Your, oh, you didn't like that. <laughs> because like, I don't know if I can lower them as be out in the street. Like that's the only way. No, okay, okay. Like me, I just quit no, my but, job yeah, a week ago. It was in May. All right, so. cool. I quit my job a week ago and I, I'm, I'm not too sure what the future, like, you see, like, I know how you feel. Like, it's like, oh, what do I do tomorrow? You know, like, how am I eat? You know? I just know I got to go harder. Whatever it is, I'm just going to go hard. If I quit my job, I'm just going to go harder. I'm not going to spend a lot of money. Guess what? No more Starbucks. You know, like, I try my best to go throughout a whole day without spending $1. That's why they call me El Lambong. <laughs> I try my best. This? Free? You heard? So I try my best. So... I know that's not the prettiest answer, but go harder at whatever it is you're doing. Just go a lot harder. Cool? And try your best to lower your expenses. I'm not saying, you know, go live on, on a sidewalk, but you get what I mean? I bet. Does anybody else? <laughs> what were you doing at CBS? 
Um, I was doing, I was actually doing accounting. I was in the accounting department because I had had a bad experience in New Orleans producing a film and I didn't get paid. So I was like, I need to focus on the money. So my goal was learning budgeting and just how expenses go at such a high level. I was working for Madam Secretary um, and I learned a lot from that experience and it gave me the confidence I need to produce, to line produce and um, make films. And it's crazy because I actually have an opportunity to pitch to an investor who wants to finance like a film, but it's not fast. It's like something that's going to take like three months. But I'm like, okay, how can I like, you know, without getting a job? Because if I get a job, then it's it's like I'm starting all over and I can't focus on like my projects, if you so understand. What do you I'm have a job at all though? Like do you do anything? No, I'm on unemployment right now. Okay, okay. Yeah, uh, so it's kind of like retroactive advice because you already quit. But um, I, so I'm somebody who, like, obviously I have the job of Wyden and Kennedy and, you know, whatever. But my true passion is actually design and illustration. And I do have a whole side hustle doing uh, design and stuff. I've been doing it since college. And I've been able to um, kind of, like, do both at the same time. And I've been really afraid to quit the day job in order to go pursue the night time thing. So you've already taken a brave step in doing that. I think there is, though, some uh, uh, something to be said, though, about keeping a job that's like a, in the industry or like adjacent to the industry so that you have connections. Um, because again, like we were saying before, connections and networking and is everything. So maybe it's not going back to CBS, but maybe it's finding like a part, if you don't have the time, uh, you know, maybe part time um, at a production house or like at somewhere that's like of in, in the industry so that you can be continue to be learning and continue to be networking and making connections because a lot of things come from who you spend eight hours a day with five days a week so I think that would be like if you've hit rock bottom you're like okay I just can't pay my bills consider going back to work and working not necessarily at a Starbucks but like at somewhere where you think like you could really continue to develop yeah because there's no there's no shame in that either like there's so many people, like celebrities, like actors and stuff who like worked the graveyard shift until they were, you know, like raw in the fingers um, until they were able to finally quit. So I don't think that it's like, just don't say that I'm not successful because I wasn't able to make it. Just be like, okay, I'm still, it's just part of the journey and it'll add interest and diversity to your experience. And like, don't feel ashamed that like you didn't fail. It's just part of the journey. Yeah. And I would love to connect with you right after and share some skill sets that I've been using to monetize. Um, but time is up. Oh. Thank you, guys. Sorry. I know. Time is up. Time is up. Um, thank you. Thank you, Trap Q. Thank you, Radel. Thank you, Coco and Breezy. Gracias, Bella. Gracias. Thank you so much. Make sure you guys follow Google. Make sure you guys follow Driven Society, the New York Latino Festival. Follow me at ITS Just Perez. And uh, yeah, JB, take it away. <laughs>